0: Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast Where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit Let's groove with the, you you know, right? Let's groove with the, whatever Upcoming show dates. Oh, God. Let's get through another hour of my dumbass talking. Why don't we, right? You're enjoying yourself, aren't you? Aren't we all? Aren't we all just enjoying ourselves on this lovely little planet? Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast. Okay, show dates, upcoming show dates, February 16th and 17th, Niagara Falls, February 22nd, Fredericton, New Brunswick, uh, then we are in St. John's, New Brunswick, uh, the 23rd and 24th the 25th in Halifax, uh, uh, February 29th in Winnipeg, no longer the weekend, Yuck Yucks, if uh, any of you guys know anything about that. Uh, if you bought tickets to Winnipeg, check your email, please. (laughs) Uh, uh, hey, we'll, 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 we'll chat later about it. Um March 16th, we are in Drumheller, Alberta, the March 24th, Vancouver, British Columbia, March 8th in Tabor. I know I just, I'm adding things here, um. The March 29th through the 31st in Ottawa, Ontario. April 5th in Toronto, Ontario with Brian Holtzman. There's a Calgary date in there too. I believe it's March 16th. No, March 17th. We are in Calgary with Brian Holtzman again. If you've seen the viral uh, clips that were taking place, you know he's a dog. Uh, Really funny stuff. Uh, people walking out screaming, this guy's fucking racist. S- fuck. <laughs> if, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, I guess you don't. Uh, April 11th, Hinton, Alberta. April 12th, Rocky Mountain House. April 13th, Drayton Valley. And then uh, we head off to Plano, Texas. From the 20th to the 22nd, we're with tra- uh, Tramps. Uh, fucking Christ almighty. Fuck. Sam Tripoli at the Plano House of Comedy, and then August twenty. Or er, <laughs> holy shit, this is gonna. It's been a. It's been a fucking week. It's been a goddamn week. But uh, you know what? We'll get through it. We're gonna get through this together. You know what? Think of me as like a, a therapist, that that just donates his time. You know, those ones that, you know, you know, your therapist was going to be good if he walks in and has like a ketchup stain on his suit, you know, doesn't like you can tell that uh, there's health issues. The the dark circles underneath his eyes. I had a chiropractor, one chiropractor one time that reeked of cigarettes and it made me feel at home, you know, I don't know why. But the, the, the scent, it was like, I trust this guy for some reason. And, I, and it shouldn't be like that. When, when there's any sort of... When you're in a position of health or the practice of health, and I know maybe it's like voodoo fucking witch magic with uh, chiropractors, but when they reek of cigarettes, there's something like, okay, he's obviously good at this. You can't be, you can't, you can't be that confident reeking like like cigarettes, right? It, it'd be bad at your job. No, you got to be good. When you reek, like, it's almost like it, it, that's where this crossover in life of, like, the blue-collar horse shit, right? When you see... When a guy has a cigarette in his lips and he's performing a task, there's complete trust in that man of completing the task to exactly... The highest of standard. You know? It's a it's a man's ballet dance. That's what it is. When you're watching a fucking dude with a dart hanging out of his lips, and he is fixing any item, it doesn't matter. Any any like hard labor job, and there's a dart and you get the squint, you get the fucking smoke squint going, you know. Or what we would call the safety squint it's like a, you, you, you know, it, it's clearly not healthy, but at in the same breath, the forced safety squint from the cigarette smoke, it makes it like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to damage my eyes. Somehow, that's a thought. We have that thought. Every guy has that thought. I've done it. When I used to smoke, that's it. You know, you'd have a jet going and Wrenching on something, and the cigarette smoke's burning your eyes, but you're like, I gotta complete the task before I can fucking take the dart out of my lips, and or you just get like the, you know, the puff blow. You take a puff, and it's like you gotta shift how your lips are so you can blow the cigarette smoke out. If the dart's in the left side, you gotta clinch and like get like a out the right side of the mouth without dropping the cigarette. That's a skill on its own. And meanwhile, do it. And they have the audacity to say that men can't multitask. That's what annoys me about this world. Oh, men are dumb. You do that, lady. Let's see you whip up a pasta with a cig hanging out of your lips. You know, we haven't seen that since like the fucking 60s when mom would smoke in the house, whipping up a nice, you know, casserole. Oh, those, I wish we could just exist in that moment in time for a little bit, you know, let's remove all the, all this noise for a while. That era just looks so nice, didn't it? Now we got too many people thinking that their advocates are like, like like the, the, this, the first article that we're going to get into, this will, this will make more sense, but we got, we we got this self-serving attitude that we have now. It, it completely annoys me to my core, you know? Like, I, I don't know where, where, I don't know what caused this. I think, like, spending too much time locked indoors and we got bored and we just, like, we become advocates, self-proclaimed allies, whatever you want to go with, you know? There was this, there was a popular trend there for a minute where it was, like, you can pat yourself on the back because you put an emoji in your bio there was that moment in time, and and I don't know where the, that started. I don't know what was the first thing to like translate that online. I know you could be like, uh, "Well, it's Seinfeld, you know, you got to put on the ribbon. The ribbon, you got to have the ribbon, right? You're not gonna put on the ribbon." You know, it it, it it it's always been around, but once we went digital with it, once the internet really started to take over, it was a very it, we're very lazy, which is uh saddening you know i will give these palestine protests credit where it's due at least they're like you know i'll maybe the locations of it aren't necessary or or the smartest to like achieve your end goal of of what solving the conflict in the middle east i don't know what the end goal is but it's just you know at least they have a little bit of the jump to go out in public and scream at people. I'll give them that. That's, that's fun. That's fun. You and your boys getting together, just yelling at people. That's gotta be fun. It looks like they're having a good time. You know, they get some chance going, you know, I respect that they get off their ass and go out and do that. You know, you have to, in a, in a sense. And I know it's like, well, they're fucking annoying. Fucking whatever! Shut up! It's like no fuck. We need this kind of stuff to exist, so that way we have something to talk about. Because then it's like, oh, did you see? Did you did you see that? Uh, what's this nuts there? Did you see that uh, Ludacris made an appearance in the Super Bowl halftime show? I'm like, oh, God, I want to hear about like. Palestine supporters fucking throwing buckets of paint on a Zara front window. You know? That's fun to me. That's excite that that excites me now. Cause like we're we're kinda at this time where it's like fucking you know, they're like right wing conspiracy theorists say that the Super Bowl is rigged. Like it wouldn't surprise me. You know? It wouldn't surprise me. It's not far-fetched to think that that sports is rigged. With how present gambling ads are now uh, whenever you're watching any sport. It's like, hey, are you gambling on the game, you know? To think that it isn't controlled in some sense. I mean, the mob ran boxing for a while back in the day. I imagine they still do. It was just, you know, we know for a fact that they were. And here we live in this world where we're, like, very naive to think, like, they would never do something like that to us, you know? They would never do something like that. And then you go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, and you're like, oh, wow. What do you mean that the CIA funded a movie like Top Gun, which increased uh, recruitment, uh, the the recruitment of uh, the U.S. military? What do you mean? What do you mean? It was a total propaganda piece to get the, you know, for them gearing up for a war. What do you mean? That's what convinces me that the Super Bowl might be rigged. And if it is, you know, whatever. Who cares? You know, you try and fucking, and I think that's like pushed me away from sports now. I just don't, I don't find it as interesting. And I don't know what it is. I've tried solving this mystery. I think it's just bitterness of age of watching somebody live out the dream I had as a child. There's probably something like that behind it. You know, you're watching 22-year-old kids do something that you dreamt about since you were a young child. And and they're living your dream. You know, here I am. I'm a washed up loser who does a podcast once a week. This dipshit, you know. That's running around the countryside saying very not nice things, but saying not nice things to an audience of people. And and they don't, you know, some people that don't go to the show, they get upset. And am I still complaining about being canceled? Yes. (laughs) Does it annoy me? Yes. You know, you just want to go and tell some fucking jokes. And instead, I gotta, I gotta sit here and I gotta, I gotta read headlines about 22 year olds that are living the dream that I had as a child, smashing hot pussy, making millions of dollars, being a top notch athlete. But I just could not focus on becoming the athlete. That part was left up. I like to have a couple drinks. You know, I like to have a few cocktails on the weekend, smoke some cigarettes with my friends. And make silly jokes. Silly little jokes that you get you in the principal's office, you know, those types of jokes. Those types of jokes that get your weekend canceled in Winnipeg.
1: <laughs>
0: Woo! Am I bitter? No, not entirely. <laughs> not entirely. I don't think I'm bitter about it. I think I I I, I don't know what I am. I, th- I think it's just like the, the annoyance of uh, the extra work that you got to do to make things happen now. You know, I think that annoys me. It's not so much like eventually, you know, eventually it comes around to get you when you're fucking around on the Internet. I get that. It's the Internet. It's gay. Internet's gay. You got to laugh at it. You got to just, like, take it in stride, I think, is part of the, the process. And just, like, you got to allow yourself to become the homosexual you, you were meant to be, right? If you're going to be gay on the Internet, you know, imagine me, 33 years old, having to explain to, you know, I don't know. I don't know who to use in this scenario, you know, it's like a distant relative that doesn't quite know you, and you you go to a family reunion. You're sitting there and like, so what do you do? If I didn't have stand up comedy and I didn't get a lean on, well, I'm a comedian. If I didn't have that, I mean, like, I, what do you? Well, I go on the internet and I fuck around. And they're like, what do you mean you do that? And they're like, I go and fuck around on the internet like a juvenile retard. They're like, oh, wow. Sounds like you really enjoy it. Yes, I do. But that's the joy. That's the fun. That's the experience. That's my lived experience, okay? But uh, that's like, but here's the thing. It's like, uh, this is nothing, this doesn't pertain to anything that I previously just talked about, but uh, this era that we're in of like, Patting yourself on the back, I think a lot of us, like, I I don't know. I come on here. I fucking, all I do is scream into this microphone like a lunatic, you know? I get my hours worth of horse shit out on here, throw it on the internet, enjoy, laugh at the moron, you know? Bow your heads before me, for I have a podcast. I deserve some respect, you know? It's the same thing. as like if I was walking... Around. Here's the thing. Is when... it. I, I think like a lot of people turn to uh, being an advocate in the verbiage used in, in, in... I like to use CBC because they're like... It's just this entity that exists in Canada that has become... Almost, it's, it's, it's not so much rage baiting, but it's just, CBC has turned into that ant that is wealthy and pretends to care, you know? At family dinner, they pretend to care. They're like, oh, wow, you're failing college. Oh, my God, that's so horrible. Could I get another glass of wine, please? You know, they're like in the middle of trying to explain they are so, oh, what? like explain their f- fake feelings towards your situation, right? Oh my God. Whoa, wow. Oh, Sh- wow. Cheryl, can you bring me another glass of Merlot? So, what are you going to do? You know, it's like that ant that no one really cares. You know, you thought it was cool when you were younger because they came around with the trendiest clothes, they were always up to speed with the fashion industry and you respected them based off the material items that they had but as you got older you realized like why everybody has a just a deep oh, when she walks in right like when your dad does that that that's that's the the sister-in-law your dad goes oh god i wish she wasn't here the next 3 hours are going to be insufferable and I cannot wait to leave. You know, that's the woman that's the CBC now. Yeah, you know, uh we just we donated our car to 1877 Cars for Kids, you know, we just thought it was a great move on our behalf. Just kind of patting yourself on the back and they do this with whatever they can get their hands on and it and it uh it, it, it just produces more of these people that that, that feel like they're doing change and they, and then they I'll just play this I'm just gonna play this this is you know this is uh, this this is this this tells you the state of the country right when the articles are coming out and uh, this is from Newfoundland uh, tent encampment cabinet uh, tent encampments prove exactly how broken Canada's system is federal housing advocate says it has to get to the point where we're all homeless living in tents for somebody to be like this is how broken we are you know people are freezing to death this is how bad the country has got it has to get there before somebody scratches their head and says "Hmm, I think this isn't supposed to happen you know that's how it feels when they put this type of shit yes it's have you not walked around any major city inside this country? It is a gung show. There is a, you can't tell me anybody's walking around feeling like, boy oh boy, is this Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? Am I in paradise right now? Dear Lord. No, there is a a, a, a look of like doom across many folks' faces as they're waltzing around to their next job you know they're scuttling as fast as they can to the to the bus stop to hope to God let's hope to God that I'm on the right route I don't know my brain is fried I'm on three hours of sleep and I'm heading to my second shift of the day and as soon as that's done I gotta go I gotta go clean offices from nine to midnight Only to get up at 6 a.m. to put another shift in at some fast food restaurant. Because this is how you get ahead in this country. You put your head down and you just work hard. You just need three jobs to get ahead. You know? We'll give you rebates. We'll tax you 60% and give you rebates. The rebates, however, are only going to be a couple hundred dollars quarterly. And that should be enough to cover, you know, maybe one cell phone payment. And how dare you not be happy about this? We're doing the best we can in this governing body of uh, <laughs> feeding you horse shit. Oh, God, you know, here we go. A new report on tent encampments across Canada calls for urgent action from all levels of government to end what the federal housing advocate describes as a life and death crisis Mary Jose Hool said her report released Tuesday is the first of its kind in Canada The report titled Upholding Dignity and Human Rights outlines six calls to action to address ongoing homeless encampments across Canada It is physical manifestation of exactly how broken Our housing and homelessness system is from coast to coast in Canada. It needs urgent measures, Hul said, or Hul told CBC News. Government must act immediately to save lives. Tents are popping up all across cities in Canada. And finally, this is, you know, this is like you're in the last room of the burning house the flames are starting to melt your skin and and this is the moment where we look around and we go i think something's fucking wrong here you know we are on our last breath we are drowning on our last breath boy there's a lot of people urban camping these days and this is what it takes <laughs> this is what it takes but then the CBC comes around, right? My favorite news organization, who put out a wonderful—if uh, uh, you get time, you can Google it. Uh, there's a wonderful CBC interview with a comedian that they were talking. So I have a tremendous respect that they're willing to put us um, in their programming, right? But this is a this is where it gets fun.
1: Important story, Lorraine. You work on the front lines of this crisis every mm-hmm. single day. Were you surprised by what was in that report at all? No, I'm absolutely not- This is what I
0: mean by that, Aunt. Were you surprised? Were you surprised that homelessness is rampant across the cities? I mean, we see it outside of our office here every day, but we just want to know if you're surprised. Does it come to any surprise that people are overdosing on fentanyl strung out in homeless encampments all across cities? You know, does it come to any surprise that inflation has drove people out of homes? Hmm. Does it come to any surprise that foreigners are buying up all the property here in Canada to use it as a, as a, as a almost a money laundering scheme. Meanwhile, these houses that the government has allowed foreign, uh, I, I guess it would be. <laughs> this is what I mean I should have fucking waited. To do... They've allowed f- foreign investment in our housing market to the point where now. We've seen it in Vancouver. The Chinese are buying up all the goddamn condos and letting them sit empty so that way they can transfer their wealth to from a communist country to a capitalist country and save their dollars. Then they move their kid over. Hey, the kid does not fucking, hey, who gives a shit? All our money's tied up in here. It's safe. It's a safe investment. Nobody can touch it. And I'm just going to let this fucking condo sit empty. I'm going to let this house sit empty. I don't want renters in here scuffing the walls, damaging the appliances, putting cigarettes out on the carpet. You know, we can't be having that. But now we're to the point where the cost of a house is beyond reach from, for anybody that wants to purchase a, a first-time home buyer in this country. Good luck. I wish you well have a blast trying to get like trying to afford a mortgage these days. You got to get a fourth job. But does it does it come to any surprise and I get it it's like oh you're just going to sit here and take a jab at a journalist but it's like let's be honest. Your dumbass hasn't taken a look around well we can't be biased in our reporting be biased please. You know, at least we'll know what side you're fucking on, you know. And I think like that—that that also causes a problem with us and our trust in the media now is like the the there is some bias reporting that takes place, and we've we've seen it with a number of occasions that that uh, have taken place here in Canada over the the past couple of years. You know, the difference of like what's. The moral high ground that everybody sits on, and it's like, well, you, if you think this, you know, if you're, you can't be having unvaccinated people at Thanksgiving dinner, you need to take them in the backyard and shoot them in the head and let their bodies rot. You got to let the, you got to let the earth just naturally decompose that body because we don't know what diseases it's ridden with. You need 18 vaccines. That's what you need to survive this. You know, you need a vaccine for the housing crisis. If you don't want to be house uh, houseless, you know, that's what's in the future, isn't it? You you can get free housing as long as you get your your yearly weekly vaccine, and that's how you defeat the housing crisis. Is you go in, you go in, right? You go in, you go into the doctor, and you'll be like, I'm just here for the the housing crisis vaccine, so that way I don't lose my condo. My one-bedroom condo that's infested with mice that the government's supposed to be taking care of, right? Because, you know, they're great and they're, they're the best management system on the planet.
1: Not surprised. I actually, like a number of colleagues and myself, did meet with the federal advocate mm-hmm. um, and we relate our experiences with her. I think a lot of the...
0: It's the thing with millennials. It's always experiences. We relate experiences... So is that what you're doing? Like, I, 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 I just don't understand, I guess, what's the end goal? Are you just going out and, like, talking with people and then reporting back? It seems to be a lot of talk and report, and then you, you know, you fundraise, and then we try and fucking, you know, we try and get the ball rolling on some other stuff. And then, like we, like you see in Vancouver, this happens a lot in Vancouver, and I imagine like Seattle, San Francisco is a lot of these programs, they, they sprout up, you know, the, your friend starts uh, an outreach program. So it's like, well, I need to start one too, because it's a cool thing. It's a trendy thing to do. And instead of all just like working together and let's solve this fucking problem. Now we got 19 different outreach groups, right? That are all, it's almost like a competition in a sense, which is probably good to solve a little bit of the issue, but then now we're all competing for fundraising dollars, and it's, you know, like, can we just all work together to finish and complete one task at hand here? Can we all just get together and be like, listen, we need to solve the drug use crisis that is rampant through many of the major cities downtown core and they're like okay well we should probably all split off and start an outreach group what if we just all go out and talk to them what if we just all just and then we then we'll come back we'll gather together and we'll share our experiences it's always this 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 like i like i said earlier it's like you you, you got to find something that that is worthy enough to pat yourself on the back that your aunt that no one likes shows up and says oh wow while screaming for another glass of of chardonnay that's a that's the goal here that's how that's if we all had that mentality you know we don't have to worry about really really anything but your public image, you know, you can build your brand. And then that like then you put it on the internet, you show how, uh, what a good person you are. That's what you gotta do. Where I do the opposite. I like to show how shit of a human I am. You know, that's what I like to do. You know, I like to go I'm going against the grain here. I'm I'm being a bit of a pioneer. I'm an outreach worker myself and I just like to find people with a demented view on the world that that seemingly uh think it's appropriate to come back on a weekly basis to listen to this garbage you know that's what i think is correct is it right who knows all right you know what i'm saying oh what are you fucking doing to me man you start clicking buttons Again, Introducing the- I don't know, somebody wrote me, fucking, how did I lose that, how, where did my fucking article go, you bastards, you click one fucking, there it is, you click one fucking wrong button, and then this is what you got to deal with. You know, this, this, this show is meant to just show how real and raw it is. <laughs> it's, it's meant to just show you that people can make mistakes, you know? People.
1: You work on the front lines of this crisis every mm-hmm. single day. Were you surprised by what was in that report at all? No, I'm absolutely not surprised. And, and help us understand what it is that you're seeing out there. You are on the front lines. things and Katmans are going to continue to be on the rise. And help us understand what it is that you're seeing out there. You are on the front lines every...
0: That's another word that they love using right now. It's like, you know, the, the front lines. You say, we're on the front lines of this. Like like tomorrow, everybody's going to be out on their balconies beating pots and pans again. You're on the front lines of this. We're on the front lines, you know? When in reality, it does look like a bit of, you know, this. this looks like it could be... A, a, an area in Dunbus, you know, you could be mistaken. You could take this footage, re-roll it, repackage it and be like, Putin's invading again, the Ukraine, and put this all over.
1: Single day, what are you seeing and what are people who are living? In-
0: Nothing. And just... That's crazy that a guy's out there in a Canada goose jacket, homeless, you know? They got mopeds and all this sh- all this shit there. And this poor fucker has a camera in his face and he's just sitting there being like, how am I going to solve this issue? And some asshole is standing there with a $30,000 fucking camera and a $65,000 lens attached to the fucking thing, zooming in on just a... A Look across his face like fuck I can't believe You know if that bitch wouldn't have left me I'd be all right I'd be a-okay But here I am I got a fucking Vespa scooter And tarps around cardboard to keep me warm this winter Meanwhile that bitch Ended up fucking my best friend They punt me out of the house I I, I lost my job I'm drinking now and this guy just introduced me to this thing called opioids and here I am and I get a look up over my right shoulder to see some dickhead with a $100,000 fucking camera just the barrel right on my face expressing a deep concern and possibly depression. Thank you very much.
1: In some of these encampments, what are they telling you? You know, I think for a lot of people who are living in encampments, um, they recognize that that is not the most ideal solution, but it is the only...
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't say!
1: Um, They recognize that that is not the most ideal solution, but it is the only option that people have at this time, you know...
0: Fire the fuck me! It is not the most ideal situation. Oh, you don't say, yeah, you know, nothing, uh, nothing says like I want to be here, like a man down on his luck that you got a camera pointed at, yeah, Uh, it's not the most ideal situation, hmm, you, you don't say, hmm. I'm over here scratching my head thinking like this would be great. This is the most ideal situation is we have thousands of unoccupied condos that have been sold to foreign, foreign, uh, shell corps to hide money. But this is ideal, which is like helped skyrocket the price of, uh, housing inside of Canada, and then on top of it, our interest rates went through the fucking roof because why not? Let's print more money. Why wouldn't we print more money? We need to print more money so that way we can buy fake bombs being made by Raytheon to send over to the Ukraine. They need more munitions over there. We need to print more money. Bombardier, get your asses in fucking gear. Let's build some shit. Build a quad. Send it over to fucking Kiev. You know, why the hell are we doing? We need to print more money. Who gives a shit if he's homeless? Don't you know that there's a fucking war going on right now? There's always those people that are floating around too. Don't you know that there's a war going on right now? Oh, forgive me. I almost forgot. Because every time I leave the house, some fucking lunatic is screaming free Palestine in my face. You know. Ay ay. It's not the most ideal situation.
1: So shelters are meant to be emergency spaces, but because of the inaffordability of housing across the country, they've become de facto housing for so many people and they can't move on from shelters into housing. And so You know, we're hearing a lot about how expensive the cost of living is, um, how minimum wage is so low. We're hearing about food insecurity rising and like food bank lineups, you know, just around the block and exponentially increasing. These are all forecasts of the worsening housing crisis that we're in because we have people who are choosing to have to pay rent in order to, um, or choosing to not eat in order to pay rent. And so, you know, until we actually address these systemic things, people have nowhere to go and so encampments are really the only option and it really is life or death people are at risk out there you know in the middle of winter cold related injuries and death are a real risk and it happens that people freeze to death outside we heard in this report from i will
0: say you know what i know that i'm sure this woman is uh you know trying her damnedest to make sure that this information is getting out there and we applaud her for that We do. I'm not. I'm not that sinister. Where I'm going to sit here and and act as if like this isn't an issue. It is an issue. It's a major issue. The housing crisis in Canada is getting. It's it's at its boiling point. It's boiling. It's spilling over. You know, people are struggling to find jobs. With uh, AI taking over, there's job cuts, you know, coming. Corporations now are that they're we gotta we gotta raise the bottom line, you know, we gotta raise the bottom line. It's all coming to a head, and we're seeing it in real time. We're feeling it in real time, and and the idea that thoughts and feelings are gonna fix all of this is 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 crazy to me innocent in and like I, and again i'm not shitting on this person i believe what they're doing is probably great <laughs> not probably i know that it, it, in in their heart they feel like they're helping out right they're 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 donating their time to try and figure like how the fuck do we fix this But it's a number of things that people don't want to talk about. That's the issue. It's like you got to start bringing up the topic of uh, immigration. You know, you have to bring up... Oh, no! Right? You have to bring that up. You have to bring up the topic of uh, jobs being cut. Meanwhile, we are bringing more people in. And as it sits right now... We don't have the housing part figured out to bring more people in, which is why you're seeing immigrants now, they get here and they're like, I've worked here for three months. I live in a one bedroom fucking apartment with 30 people. Fuck this. I'm out. You know, you're seeing this more and more. You can find it on any social media platform where they're interviewing immigrants at the airport. They're like, no, I'm done with this shit. This place is a hellhole. I had it way better back wherever the fuck I came from. I worked one job for six hours and my life was fine. You know, I was able to live. I could eat. I had had hobbies. You come here, and it's like I gotta, I gotta work four hours just to fucking cover my cell phone bill, and then the rest of my paycheck then is allocated to rent, and hopefully I can squeeze a few pennies out of that. So now you're then you talk about the rise in the food bank, uh, uh Jesus in the food bank being used so that way people can be fed, but now the donations are lower. So they're like, hey, we need more donations. It's like people are struggling enough as it is. Those that are fucking going to the food bank are also working full time trying to make ends meet. But yet we scratch our heads like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, right? And then you look at the government and you're like, hey, can you solve this? And they're like, no, oh, fuck, I'm, you know what? Right now, uh Right now is a time where we need to really focus our uh, our attention on a war, on an unjust war that is taking place with Russia and Ukraine. And this is why we need to print more money and send it over there, so that way I can launder it through multiple corporations and sit, and it, it, it'll just sift into offshore accounts that aren't even directly tied to me and organizations that aren't directly tied to me so that way i can become a billionaire by the time that you know elections come rolling around because we know my ass is going to be out i'm going to be good i'm going to be fine i have 500 million dollars in the bank i'm good isn't that crazy Trudeau's net worth now is is I believe 4 or 500 million dollars. 4 or 500 million dollars. And we have the audacity to think that this man gives a single shit to fix any problems inside of, you know, the country that he is prime minister of. You know, we scratch our heads and we look at the next guy and be like he's going to fix it all for us as if like those problems are just going to dissipate the moment that you go to a voting booth. You know, and I hate to be that guy, but I've lost complete trust in the electoral process as well. I don't, I think it's all horse shit. I do. I think it's just a big wrestling match, right? Your favorite wrestlers come out and they're cutting promos and we're like, Vince McMahon took a shit on a woman's head. And it's like, well, Brock Lesnar shoved his cock in a sheep out in Saskatchewan, and I'm going to wrestle that sheep at WrestleMania 54. And once I get through that sheep, Brock Lesnar, I'm going to fuck you in the mouth. So you understand what that sheep went through. But first, let me get my hands on it. And Vince McMahon, don't think that I don't want to shit on a woman's head and be a billionaire too. You don't think I want to unload a gas tank full of piss? down a woman's chest then you're out of your goddamn mind you know and it's back and forth back and forth we think to ourselves like yeah this next guy this next guy he's gonna be the one to save me we're all fucking idiots the we we have we are we are literally the the plot of idiocracy at this at this moment in time you know we got TikTok kids doing dances on planes when you're just like oh, you're already you're, you're 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 in a captive state. You can't go anywhere. This planes in the air. And TikTok kids got to get up and they got to fucking hey, fucking let's do a little jig. Well the planes in the air. I got to do a little jig. I got to I got to show my followers that fucking look at how cool I am. It's like can you stop? Can you stop my my fucking wife? Over here, forgot to charge the iPad. Now I can't watch the season finale of America's Got Talent. Okay. And that was going to pass my time. But instead, now you're over here annoying me. And I'm on the verge. I'm ready to snap. Okay. I've had enough with this fucking generation. I can't go into a fucking Walmart without getting a bucket put on my head. And it's a, it's a prank, bro. It's a prank. Right. I can't walk into a a Chipotle. I can't go into a fucking, I can't go into a pizza hut without a prank happening. And the prank is like, hey, hey, do you spit or swallow? And it's like, what did you just say to her? And he's like, no, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Follow me. Right. Follow me. Do you gargle or rinse? Get the fuck out of here.
1: So the the national housing advocate That she'd like to see some sort of national response plan By August 31st Mm -hmm. How realistic do you think that is? You know I am uh, cautiously hopeful I think We don't really have a choice to continue to delay this. The fact of the matter is the housing crisis has been worsening over the last number of decades, and there's no time to continue to delay waiting for more reports and research. We need all levels of government to come together. You know, I think that in Toronto specifically, we witnessed this back and forth between the feds and the city about whether they wanted to, uh, you know, support refugees. And I think this kind of using vulnerable people as a way to deflect responsibility is not appropriate. And so until, you know, all the, I mean, all the levels of government recognize that this is a crisis. We're seeing this everywhere. <laughs> and they need to come together to come up with a coordinated solution.
0: I think- right, there it is. No one has a fucking plan. We're just out here running our gums. We're just running our lips over and over and over again. That's what we do. That's why you come to this show. I run my fucking lips. You know? And we're killing it. Number one podcast in Tabor, Alberta. We're murdering the competition out there. Some would say, I don't know what they would say, but that's that's what I don't get, is we're just running around blindly, heads out in the air, looking around. We see that there's problems, and it's just like, well, I'm just going to be in the, the, the outreach. What are we outreaching? Quit reaching out. Bring it in. Bring, it, bring a fucking... Why don't we reach in and bring a plan to the table? Why don't we do that? That's a dumb joke. I've probably come across way too aggressive on this podcast, I think. At times. And, you know, when you have an incredibly low IQ, and I'm part of the problem, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm holier than thou. Like, I've, I got a solution. I just want to sit back and just... You know, judge these folks, you know, like the rest of us do. Am I wrong for that? Am I wrong for sitting here and just wanting to judge people and make fun of all their silly little ideas that they want to come up with to, like, save the planet? You know, we're hearing new things every day. We got to fucking, we got to get paper straws. That'll save the planet. And then meanwhile, you know, like, we got jumbo jets flying through the fucking air. And it's like, hey, well, we, we, we're going to put a cap on that, you know. We got this new thing coming where it's called uh, social credit scores, I think it'd be great for everybody. And we'll just hold everybody accountable, you know, and we'll just, yeah, as it comes, because nothing, you know, here's what I've noticed is like, just with my online dealings is we love to just drag somebody down and beat the fuck out of them and just take and take and take. Cause if a lot of us, like even myself, I have a meaningless life. All right. I have a meaningless life. I understand that. I understand that my life consists of me thinking of stupid shit, taking it to a stage, saying it, whether it's outrageous, whether it's funny, and trying to figure out if it is funny, you know? And that's my life. All right. My life used to consist of me getting gacked out of my fucking mind while while guzzling copious amounts of liquor until I was on the brink of pissing my pants. All right. That's what my life consisted of. But prior to that happening, right, I would trade my time for a wage. And and once that wage uh, built up enough currency where they would and, and then my time added up, and then I got the currency in a form of a paper, you know, that nice check, and I'd take it to the bank and I'd be like, please. Give me some of that in cash form. I would like to go purchase illicit drugs off a nice man up the street and gamble with my life on whether or not is this cut with fentanyl or drywall dust? You know, which one's cheaper? Am I going to drop dead? I love to gamble with my life. Now I'm gambling with my words and that's the only thing that, I, that I'm, I'm finding enjoyment out of. You know, I guess that's what stand-up comedy is giving me back in return is the horse shit that i think of in my head as i'm laying there stewing on all the silly things that i see in the world all the silly things that i read on the internet that i view on the internet of all the wild obnoxious shit that we get up to as human beings and we record it and put it out on the 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 this 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 fucking void this just waste of fucking time piece of machinery that sits in our hands and we scroll and scroll and scroll because our fucking minuscule tasks have added up at work and it became too overwhelming. So we're like, I'll just dive into Instagram for at least two hours of the day. I'll fucking see some tits jiggle. Maybe somebody gets blown up by a fucking you know, uh, a power surge of some sort and they sh- they get shot 500 fucking feet. And we, I'm going to laugh about that because I'm a twisted bitch, you know? I'm a silly little gaffer that runs around on the... That, that runs to dark corners of the internet to look at this wild, outrageous shit. So that way I can be immune to anything coming my way, you know? That's, that's how... We just got to accept this, all, that what we're doing as human beings, eh, you know, nothing's really, is it really that important? Is anything that we're doing of any importance, you know? I'd, th- I'd say like probably 0.1% of the planet is doing something that'd be like, makes sense. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Medicine, makes sense. But then again, then you go down, then this is where it gets twisted because then you're like, oh, fuck, this is all compromised industry, you know? There's always, you know, hey, Pfizer got more lawsuits this week. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? More lawsuits. The truth starts coming out, but we just, we are designed to destroy I believe we were designed to destroy and that's just how we were. It's just a mob and t- we're too like we've gotten to the point. I think where this this great reset horseshit that 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 that, that uh, a lot of us get. Oh, the great reset. I think it's coming. And maybe it's a form of nuclear war and we just go back to year one and we got to start it all over, right? We got to, we just got to go back to the days of like us just knuckle dragging and this whole science experiment that I believe that we are under a magnifying glass just goes back and then we see like, you know, we'll get advanced again in another 2000 years and we'll get to the point where, uh, you know, tabloids are writing articles about whose pussy got shown on the red carpet, you know, that was good. That was like the per the '90s was like a nice time, wasn't it? We didn't deal with a lot of like the inner workings of society that we're dealing with now. It's like we're we're getting into arguments over like the the weed store clerks fucking being misgendered, and it's like you're you're what are we doing here? Neither of us are productive humans in this cog. You know, like in this wheel. Sorry, we're just cogs in the wheel. I don't know why I said cog. I'm getting ahead of myself. My words aren't coming up as fast as I'm thinking them, and that's what happens on this show. Is you you see in real time of like how dumb a human being can be when they're gifted a microphone and a soundboard. But that's how we end up with. Uh, that's how we end up with the, the weed store clerk fucking getting mad at you over being misgendered. And this didn't happen to me, this happened to a friend of mine. Okay, Nick McQuick. Gets me like accidentally like, hey, have a good night, man. And now we're so androgynous that we can't tell the difference anymore. Like the lines are too blurred. You look at something, you gotta like scan. You're constantly scanning, and then like you take a shot. We're taking blind shots in the dark with this whole gender thing these days, right? And 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 if you miss, God forbid, this is like this is this is violence. And so we're just like, we're fucking, we're backflipping all day long. Running in the same spot we were yesterday. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. And maybe like, maybe my rantings will make sense to me one day. And I'll be able to... Uh, uh, Figure out what it is that That really irritates me A lot of it Just like it's irritating I'm in a constant state of irritation It feels like I have like fucking Some sort of like Rash On me That I'm constantly got to itch And it's just irritating It's under Like it's under my skin It's in my fucking head You know You lose sleep over it And it's like that fucking, oh, fucking You know So I gotta take a step back Some days off the internet And just like do a Wu-sa moment, because I'm getting too ingrained in it. You know, I'm getting too ingrained in this fake world that we've created around ourselves, and and not everybody exists in that. And and I noticed that today is like I had to do some running around for picking up parcels and whatnot, and it was a rush hour traffic that I got stuck in, and I realized like, oh my god. I haven't had to deal with this in a while. And it didn't irritate me as it would when it, when I was a part of like the 9 to 5 work class, I guess to say. And I noticed like I was calmer in traffic, which is unusual. And I haven't been like that because I'm so used to like, oh, Got to get to the comedy club for eight o'clock, so I leave the house at seven. Or you know, you get there for you got to be early. You got to be early, and traffic is dead at seven o'clock. And I don't care where you are; it's always it's a little more dead at seven o'clock. Five o'clock, you got the rush hour traffic. You know, you're dealing with that. And I'm looking at people. I'm like, I'm I'm just analyzing the people, and there's just this deadness across their faces. You know, like the 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 acceptance of. Their own reality, and and you see this, and you start becoming a part of it, and you're looking around, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Everybody is just, everybody around me at that moment is just, they're done with it. The day is over. They want to get home, but what 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 awaits at home? You know, and that like 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 on the on the uh, in a past episode, there was like this moment that I described that most men go through. And it's that moment of like pulling up in the driveway and you know, there's this, the moment the, the you turn the ignition off and there's that silence that you haven't heard all day, right? There's this silence and the truck is sitting in the driveway, whatever you drive, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your choice of vehicle, right? And you turn that ignition off and there's this deafening silence and you enjoy it because it's the first moment of your day where you hear nothing. You feel nothing, you know? It's like, holy shit, you're calm. And then you snap out of that calm state and you realize you're looking like, and and, and then that moment of realization is when you look at the front door or whatever door, you know? Maybe you pulled into the garage and you've been sitting there for a couple of minutes and then that's when your significant other feels like there is some sort of need that they need to know what you are doing, right? Like, why are you just sitting there? What are you doing sitting there? Why are you just sitting? And then the questions start coming, and you realize like that 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 state of irritation that I was describing earlier of like what what is it like oh I am just being bombarded with things, and 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 I think that like most men know what I am talking about right now, and I am describing this moment of utopia that we all wish we could exist in, you know? Because I noticed this. I was sitting, I noticed this. This is something that I noticed right away. I was sitting at the table with the fellas, right? We're having a bite to eat. And uh, there was a moment where the conversation died down. And we just like, the the and, and then that, that, during once that moment hit, is like the food is being passed around the table from the waitress. We all have our meal and we just start eating. You know, everybody's enjoying their meal. They're like, oh, thinking about the day, maybe thinking about their set, thinking about whatever they want, right? And, and it dawned on me, and I had to break the silence, and I, I looked at them all, and I was like, I I just realized this, that, like, I think men are the only creatures that can just sit here in silence, eat a meal, and just know what we're all thinking at that And Like, all, we're just, all of us are thinking at the same moment, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is good. This is good. The food could be shit. But it's just like, oh, it's nice. I don't need to carry on. And I was the jackass. I broke the silence. I did. To just state the surroundings. And then everybody kind of looked at one another and was like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess. I never really thought about that. And it's like men can just sit here and enjoy each other's company without having to like guess the mood. We all know the mood. We can sense the mood. And we just look at one another and like, yeah, all right, yeah. Just had to throw that out there and I'm sorry. And I even apologized. I don't know if that's the Canadian in me or just being, you know, conscious of like, "Ah, I just broke a moment that we were all having of silence and enjoying uh, a cheeseburger and some French fries, you know? And it's in a, and we were in like a a Hudson's or a Canadian brew house. I can't, I believe it was like a Hudson's. So, So, you know, you're, you're, it is loud. The surroundings around you is loud. There's conversations at other tables. There is still noise, but you're able to just like block it out. And it's just a nice thing that men can do when we gather with one another. That's like it's like when when the guys come over to watch the game or watch a UFC, right? There's always that moment where we're all just sitting there enjoying the the not having to talk to one another moment. You know that, like, when you watch sports with the, the the old lady, the old lady's got questions. She wants to fucking ask questions while you're watching sports, right? There's always questions, questions, questions. And you see, well, why does the whistle go uh, at that time? And you got to explain the rule, and it's fun, because, like, now your, your interest, you get a pass off of, like, oh, this is why this is happening. But at the same time, you think to yourself, like, this would be great if it was just me and the guy sitting here and I don't have to explain this shit, you know? That's the joy of being a guy. I like being a guy. Which, you know, maybe it's too easy being a man at times emotionally. And that's why tomorrow I'm cutting off my cock. I want to make my life hard. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Uncle Ag Podcast. Hey, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash dangercats 69. Link is down in the bio. You can get an uh, exclusive episode that's waiting for you. Uh, The episode that you're listening to now is always earlier than everybody else, so you get this episode earlier. That's my little trade-off, you know. Clearly, the things that we talk about and how we speak on this show isn't attracting uh, sponsorships. Plus, like, you know, it's not, the show isn't to the point where it's garnering enough views to where uh you know a major sponsorship wants to reach out and just hand me thousands of dollars that's just not how this works unfortunately you know i i'm not getting i i know that i am the most popular podcast in Tabor, alberta and that speaks for itself and that's a leg to stand on but you know a lot of yeah you get but whatever that's my way of trying to grift. I don't know if it worked, but whatever. If you want to support the show, com slash Dangercat69. Uh, or head on over to DangercatShop.com. Uh, all the dates that were listed. Uh, oh, yeah, and I forgot to tell you that uh, May 11th, our biggest show ever in uh, Lloyd, Minister, Alberta, Saskatchewan. I don't know what side it's on. It don't matter who gives a shit. Uh, our biggest show ever we're taking on. We're going to try to do a theater, a five ten seater theater. Holy shit. Uh, very nervous to do such a big show like that, but, uh, you know what? Hey, we're taking swings at this. We're trying to make it a thing. We're trying our fucking damnedest and, uh, appreciate you coming around and listening to even this podcast weekly. So we thank you very much and, uh, see you next week. 3 PM mountain standard time. I will be on the East coast.